Welcome to the second episode of The Craft, and um, I want to say blessed be. How are you, Ron? Blessed be, Kerrigan. I'm very well, you? <laughs> very well, thank you. Should we say what <laughs> happened? <laughs> yes, I think it, it, it's, worth, it's worth to note. <laughs> it's really bad because, you know, we, we were, I, I mean, I, we were, what, it's like, almost like, Half an hour almost finished, <laughs> almost <laughs> finished right? <laughs> yeah. And we were recording this, but somebody, and this is one of the things, right? So maybe technically, if if bumpers are, um, they're actually um, hearing us, they can actually say, you know, listen, um, if someone calls you on the phone while you're doing this. <laughs> It's going to go. Yeah, it away. cuts it out. It cuts yeah. out, and it actually automatically ends the episode. So, um, and we lost everything. We so lost we everything. Yes, it's horrendous. Okay, so but anyway, so let's continue. That's all good. Did you hear the last episode that we did? Um, in the... I did listen to it. Yes, indeed, I did. Yeah. Well... You know, it's weird. We we of course made it, but you don't always. You're not conscious of what you say necessarily as a as a um, recording. So it's, right. it's interesting when you listen back to it. So um, one of the things that I thought that we we talked a lot, um, but I think that you know making a little bit of a summary of what. I think that it's important in that episode is that in the Alexander tradition, uh, the role of the priest and the priestess uh, are quite um, in equilibrium with each other. Mm. So there really, there's no really a, a big emphasis on the on the on the priestess and less on the priest. Um, it, you know, both of them can take permanent roles and they can actually, you know. So I don't know if that didn't come across, but I think that that that's a good point to come, you know, into it now that we listen Indeed. to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what is the question for today, if there is any question for today? The, there was a, a question from a listener that asked about initiation. Mm. Um, and in today's day and age, mm. with, you know, all the different groups and so forth, mm -hmm. why is initiation still so important in the Alexandrian tradition Mm -hmm. And why do we practice it? Why is it necessary to be initiated? Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's an initiatory tradition, isn't it? Um, mm. <laughs> pretty mm -hmm. much like a lot of other initiatory traditions. One of them is, for instance, the Catholic Church. You can't be a Catholic priest if you're not ordinated according to the rites of the Roman Catholic Church. And that's basically it. It's nothing. And, and you have within the Catholic Church, and I'm just giving this example as an example, you'll have also um, other types of initiation. Baptism, for instance, is the initiation of the worshiper isn't it? So mm -hmm. there is a whole lot of other things, you know, in other traditions, there is initiatory uh, rites. The Freemasonry, for instance, is one of them, you know, nobody can say that they are Freemason if they don't really, if they go, they don't go through the rites of initiation of the Freemasonry. So there's this whole thing about why is it relevant? Well, it is relevant because what people really, I think that they don't really understand is what initiation is, what is the purpose? Mm -hmm. Because if they say, well, why is it relevant it's because they don't really think much about it because they don't really feel that there is relevance to it and that is why they are questioning their importance or their validity or even the um you know the reason why we do it so mm. the reason 
why we do initiation. It's because we we the rite of initiation itself is a very powerful one, and uh, you know this is one of the reasons we don't reinitiate people because we do believe that if we, if we do, we will dilute the experience of the first initiation that the person had or the first rite of initiation. So we we don't really reinitiate them because the experience of this rite of initiation, which is not only a transformative, um, hopefully, you know, um, will elevate the conscious uh, person into a high level, um, mm. opening it up to, um, you know, to be, re- to receive the experience, but it's also uh, a welcoming of the person into this group. And and the fact is that this initiation rite is actually done by the whole group. It's not only one person. Now, this takes us into another thing, which is the role of the initiator, right? It is mm. my opinion, and I don't know if you agree with me, but it, it is my opinion that the role of the initiator should just stop at the end of the rite of initiation. And the reason why I think this, it's because there is too much emphasis on the people, the person itself. Mm. So I was initiated by so-and-so. Um, and it's very nice. And of course, we do have a, a wonderful and warm feeling f- for, for our initiators. And, and that's very nice because that person was the person that actually facilitated the entry into the craft and into the circle of witchcraft. And that's really something that it's really important. But it is one right. And it ends mm. there. If the person then becomes a teacher, then it's a different thing. Because the teacher, mm. yes, teacher is a role that goes through the whole life of the initiate, which is, you know, a teacher is a continuum. Teaching and learning is a continuum in the craft. And that is why that role is important to be um, extended. Uh, mm. But the role of the initiator is really an ephemeris one. It does really end in the end of the rite of initiation. And, and furthermore, I think that all of the initiation is done by the whole group, not only one person. So it is a collective effort. If there is a group, of course, there is the exception of the rule, and we always have one, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which is when the person is initiated by another person alone. And that can actually happen. It's rare, but it can actually happen. And then, yes, that was the only person <laughs> present. Um, but normally and most often than not it is a whole group so the whole group is um responsible for this person and responsible for the for the for the right of initiation of this person of 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 involving the person into this uh, ritual so it really is an, a collective effort this is the reason why i think that it is very important for us to take that out of the person the individually um uh, piece and put it into the group because Otherwise, we will go and we will play with the ego, don't we? Because we will say, you know, so and I was initiated by so and so or so and so initiated me. So it's all about ego and about Mm. branding, isn't it? So it, it really doesn't matter. What really matters is the experience of the initiate and uh, what they took out of it and, you know, did it really actually was a very significant experience for them or not. And this is, again, we don't reinitiate people because of this, because we don't want to dilute this experience. Do you agree with I, me? I, I do. <laughs> um, I think for initiates specifically, um, mm. there is, of course, the question of the passing of the power in the second degree. Oh, yes. How does that affect um, lineage in that sense then? It's a, it's a completely different person. I suppose the power is also in that way more of a universal 
It is. It is. You know, Rather then again, I mean, I, I think that one of the biggest mistakes that people do is to emphasize um, individuals in the craft. It really isn't mm. about that. It doesn't matter. The craft doesn't need anyone. It does go forth without anyone's efforts. It doesn't really, it doesn't, you know, when people, when I hear people say, you know, I am working for the craft. Well, you know, um, we, we like warriors, but we don't really like, you know, I don't want them to be, you know, my warriors, you know. I mean, mm, so mm. I just don't know why people, you know, the, the important thing is the work that people do in their own, you know, groups. And that's what really is in important. In their own circles, absolutely. Right. But this power that you talk about, which is very interesting, people in, with the third degree, they're not reinitiated by another person. They are normally, uh, as well as in the rites of initiation, but uh, in the case of a third degree, um, the, the power can be passed uh, to that person by another person teacher or by another person you know again it is of course there is of course personal power that is passed through that person and it really is um, inevitable but ultimately it is more of an awakening that is a passing mm. of the power you see what i mean People call it passing of the power, but the passing of the power is the awakening. It is not the passing mm. of the power that really is important, it's the awakening that it's it's really important. Now you can say, okay, so is it the person is not awakened? <laughs> no, it isn't that. It is that at that stage, uh, the person is opened to and ready to um, be open to another level of consciousness mm. and, and work. So uh, there is... Uh, an, it's necessary for that to occur so that the person will reach that level. It really is not about um, control. It is about readiness of the person. Mm. So if the person is ready or not, yes, it is an universal power. Of course, it contains personal power, but it really isn't reduced to personal power at all because then we are getting to the same exact thing, which is the ego, isn't it? Mm. I pass the power to this person. Oh, I got passed the power of by so-and-so. So it really isn't. Now, of course... You know, this lines thing um, or lineage, uh, it's important because it is part of your identification. I mean, unfortunately, we're still human and we still need identification, right? <laughs> well, the thing with the lineage thing, of course, is yes. that um, yeah. a couple of, in the beginning, it didn't matter. But the right. problem now is that we've got a lot thousands of, people. of witches. <laughs> yes. I'm making an estimate. But there are a lot of witches coming from various different right. sources. Exactly. And um, it, unfortunately, it, it's, it's necessary to differentiate right. and to right. see where you are. But, we, you know, but in this perspective, I really rather have people actually say, you know what, um, I was initiated in that coven. Because mm -hmm. that will take the effort to the group rather than, and to the work, rather than one individual. You mm -hmm, see what I mean? Mm -hmm. That individual is inserted into the context of a whole group. The experience of it doesn't resume itself into the one moment that that person is bringing that person in. It doesn't. The rite continues. It's a full rite of initiation that involves everybody. 
unless the person is alone, as I said, but still, you know. Um, so well, I'm... in the previous previous version of this recording, I'm not sure if we touched on it again. We talked a little bit about it. the initiated just be, it really is only a conduit at yes. that point. Yeah. So um, the initiation itself is in any way, it's very, very personal. It's not about people outside of the... Um... Right. the experience right and and that is why it. it is very important for us to take this back to the group because the group is what really is important so the person was mm. so if someone asks you okay so where were you initiated um or who initiated you you can just say you know you can say the name of the person that initiated you if you want to but you can also say i was initiated into this group and mm. that mm. alone that alone should be sufficient mm. you see what i mean because that is you know taking it out of the individual and put it into the efforts of the group and the work which is really what mm. really is about, isn't it? So that I think that it's very important as well. Yeah. There was an interesting question, and um, it's, a, it's a peculiar one to answer um, <laughs> about who. So if initiation is so important, who initiated the first witch? Of course, this was a question that Doreen Valiente <laughs> posed, which I think at the time... <laughs> It was probably worth reason or whatever, but it is a bit of a silly question if you think about it, because it's just as well saying, oh, well, who made the first pope? You know, <laughs> invalidating, <laughs> invalidating everything because who made that person? I don't think that's what it's really about. Um, but what's your take on that? So who well, initiated the first? Witch? Well, what what kind of witch? That's my question. Because if we are talking well, that... about right, so because if we are talking mm. about uh, a cunning woman or a cunning man, there is no such a thing as an initiation. So you don't really, mm. you're not really. And sometimes there is. I mean, it depends on what kind uh, are we talking about. Uh, there are older traditions, actually, pre Gardnerian traditions that are that they do have. Um, some initiation right and or passing of the power of some sort mm, and mm. it isn't in a ritual setting like we do but it is a passing of some power of some well, sort visceral direct, yeah. um and and of course you know who initiated the first witch what kind of witch are we talking about i mean if we're talking about the it really is the chicken or the egg thing isn't <laughs> yeah. it yeah well but you know the first witch it it really it really what witch what kind of witch that's my question yeah. right so the problem is that the problem with that question it really poses an impossible and i'm look there are many occult <laughs> explanations well we can just we, we can it. well we can just answer um uh, nobody yeah yeah. Well, exactly. It's a nobody. It's a, it's nobody. Tradition at the and end that, of the day is so. Let yeah. me tell you the story how it, it happened. Who initiated the first witch? Nobody. Mm. And that witch then realized that consciously that she or he was a witch, and was capable of doing things that others couldn't and have consciousness of things that others couldn't. Then that one witch that was not initiated by anyone took upon him or herself to look at another and recognize the same things that she or he had and decided to very kindly pass all of the knowledge that they had had accumulated at that time, plus maybe a touch of a hand or maybe the touch of a mm. forehead that 
is a right of initiation. And that was the first right of initiation. So who initiated the first switch? Nobody. I like this expression, of course, on a very um, shallow level, one can say, oh, but that <laughs> would sort of say, okay, self-initiation can then in other words happen. No, it, no. You the know why? point is. Because yeah. the first witch was never self-initiated. <laughs> yeah. Well, it also talks about the, what tradition really is. Right. What is it? It's an accumulation right. and a momentum, which right. is why certain people are drawn to it and why we are, why we land up practicing traditional forms of the craft because right. it is a momentum. Right. It's a it's a it's a momentum of power and it's a momentum of magic. Right. Right. I mean, and I th I think sex, yeah. yeah. Well, but the thing is that it really isn't important. I mean, this is how we do things. And it really, that question is really kind of a, an odd question because it's almost a challenge, isn't it? You know, who initiated the first witch? Well, the thing is, it really isn't important, is it? Um, no, who initiated? It's, avoiding, it's, a, it's slightly avoiding what's no, important and, and, about. No, and, and of course, you know, it's, it's fine. It, it, is, it is a challenging question, but the answer is nobody. Mm. That's it. There's nobody. Nobody initiated. Well, well but then it's self-initiation. No, there was no initiation on the first witch that, ha that existed. Because yeah. this is what f people fail to understand. And the, the, it's the very, the very uh, soul uh, simplicity of what witchcraft is. It isn't about uh, that particular, oh, who initiated the first witch, so therefore you can't, you know, we can do self-initiative. They can do whatever they want. Mm. The, the simplicity of it is that the first witch um, or the first person that had that consciousness um, and then others actually recognized in her or him that, that, that quality, um, it, was, it was recognized. It was actually recognized by others. It was recognized simply by their ability to cure, their ability to heal, their ability to um, look at the sky and, and control the weather or the wind or whatever it was at the time. And, but there was a recognition of mm. others. You know, uh, the, the, the witch in a village in the old tribes, it isn't just a witch in a village in the old tribes. They are recognized by the community mm. as a witch. Therefore, there is a recognition of sorts. So this is why we do, some, some of us, you know, now it evolved into another thing, but um, that is why sometimes, you know, there are initiations that are required in order for, to be recognized as mm. such in, within that particular sect of, you know. Well, for those with a more occult leaning, they would, of course, know that um, a big thing in initiatory traditions mm. is the passing of inner contacts. So the yes. person would make these inner plane contacts and it would be passed through the initiation and through the work. So sometimes that is also the other part of it. Right, so it exactly. is a many-layered process. It's right, not just it is. <laughs> and, well, you know, this, this question is a very good one, but it is one that takes us, and, and we have to thank the person that actually ask that question because it's a good one. Uh, however, it's a challenging one. And sometimes, depending on the context, it is said with a little bit of bitterness, isn't it? Because it's <laughs> like, wow, yes. who initiated the first witch? Um, but the thing is that, you know, nobody, I don't think that, you know, nobody initiated the first witch because it was not, you know, nobody did. 
So well, there we go. Well, That's... then, if nobody did, why do we need initiations? <laughs> <laughs> and we're right back to the beginning. And, and <laughs> no, and the answer is because we are not the first witch. <laughs> Simplicity is what it's all yes, about. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So is there any other questions? That's it for today. So oh, I think that's wonderful. an interesting. Yeah, very good. So you're, are here. you excited for the soiree? I know that you're going I'm to. I'm very much excited. Yeah. Um, Do you know where it is? It. Where it is? Yeah, it's in Somerset West in the Western Cape. Oh wow! Uh, which is, by the way, very cold at the moment. It's um, not, it's not a very summery oh, <laughs> soiree really? coming up. But it's lovely. It's a, it's a strange um, city. It's it it's very um, misty and rainy. So oh. they've got very wet weather in the winter, which is very Londony. That's interesting. Oh, that's very interesting. Fun. Very interesting. Yeah. All right. So, um, well, we'll thank everyone that listening to us. Uh, don't forget to follow us um, uh, in the podcast. And we we made it to the first. We we made it to the front. Um, you know, the front uh, page of the app. We're now featured. Indeed, lifestyle under lifestyle, which. <laughs> we're not sports. It wasn't tried. We're, you know, it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> yes, we're not sports. We're not. We're not. You know, um, entertainment. We're not uh, humor. We're you know the lifestyle. It's the only category that I think that we can fit in. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. However, we are always unfitted, aren't we? So we can't really fit anywhere. That's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's um, it. We'll all right. So, blessed be. Thank you. Blessed be, and thank you to everyone listening. Mm-hmm.